With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sad news for a lot of us fans that Martin Guptill's... Uh, from the way I understand it, he requested the release, but we'll we'll get that definitively, um, whether it was mutual. Um, and just as I was speaking to Smithy about, we've seen it with Colin de Gronholm, Trent Bolt, uh, Jimmy Neesham, now Martin Guptill. Is this the new face of what cricket is like uh, for us? It's, um, it, it's, it's a changing face, and are we going to see more of it, or is it just that we've found all these guys about the same stage in their career, and that's just the reality of, of world cricket at the moment. So we've got Brian on the line now. Uh, Brian Stronick, as I mentioned, the New Zealand Cricket High Performance Manager joins us. G'day, Brian. Thanks for having a chat. No problem. How you doing? Good, mate. Um, the Martin Gupta one, obviously, is is the big news today, and it's been met with uh, quite a bit of sadness and a um, little bit of surprise, I think, from the cricket fans out there. Can you tell us... Um, in fact, I was just talking to Smithy just just before, and he sort of put it quite well. How did it come to this? It seems to have been quite a rapid thing that he was opening for New Zealand, then he went to the World Cup, didn't play, and then he's come back here and he's not involved, and now he's released. Has that been has that been a long time coming, or has it happened quite quickly? Oh, I, I think it's happened reasonably quickly. I mean, it, Martin's played for us for a long, long time, and he's uh, kind of been our guy at the top of the water in those two white ball formats but um, Finn's had his opportunities and, and yep Martin didn't he was in the squad but didn't play over at the T20 World Cup and then hasn't found himself in the 13 for this uh, ODI series so it was post finding that out through selection that he approached us seeking a, a release of his contract and it's one of those things for us I think he's just been so amazing and so good for us over many years that we didn't want to stand in the way of that and it's a, it's a bit of a win-win for us when he, he's still available to be selected, but um, but he gets to go off and do some of these opportunities as well. It, it sort of comes as a bit of a, of a surprise, I think, to the cricket fans that <clears throat> um, a he wasn't used in in the T20 World Cup because I'm pretty sure in saying he's our leading T20 batsman, he's our third highest ever ODI. He's got a wealth of experience. He's brilliant in the field. Um, that he wasn't tried or, or got to play in the T20 World Cup and then not into this Indian series, which is a, I don't want to downplay it, it's calling it a bit of a nothing series, but it's not a World Cup. It's It was straight after the World Cup. Um, was there any consideration to, to just giving him another go? Oh, there's always consideration, especially when um, he's been as good as he has for us. So he's definitely in our consideration and chats around um, how we went around the selection process. And I think he has been in our thoughts. He would always be in our thoughts around those sorts of things just because of the player he's been. But the the selectors wanted to give um, some others the nod this time around, and that that led Martin to, to come to us around this decision. Um, the, it's obviously, well, it looks from the outside in, it's been a bit of a, 
bit of a match play between Finn Allen and Martin Gupta when Finn Allen's got the nod. Now, he, he looks like a bright prospect, but I was just looking at his stats earlier, Brian, and he's the high-performance guy. Since his century against Scotland, he's had 15 innings, averaging 17, 260 runs. He hasn't had a 50 for nine innings, and since his 50, those nine innings, he's averaged 15.7. Not high performance yet. I think we can all see the the potential of the young man, but, geez, there's a lot of pressure on him now. Yeah, well, I, I think that's part of it is for us. It's around how do we take that pressure off him and back him to do the job that everyone thinks he can do and with the talent that we think he's got. And that's always a juggling act around how you do that. It's never a simple process. And, and as you just said there, stats are part of that, but there's obviously a lot more to it than that as well. And it's it's that juggling act around how do we just get the most out of the talent that we've got here. And that, that comes down to every player and how we put that into the jigsaw puzzle of selection. And, and Martin and Finn are definitely part of that discussion and, and how we go about that. But, was, was there a thought of leaving Martin in the fold to maybe mentor and hand the reins to Finn Allen? Because, again, for, uh, just as a cricket fan, um, Martin Gupta and Finn Allen opening together, I think that could have been invaluable, or am I missing something? Uh, no, I, I think the selectors are going at the moment are in the T20 pool. They want, they want Devon and Finn there, but that's, that's something you'd have to talk to the selectors more about. I can say that Martin has played an amazing role within this team around how he's contributed mm. on and off the field. Mm. Like he's been, he was phenomenal through the World Cup around <clears throat> the support he gave to Finn and everybody else, whether it be in the field or in training or running drinks out to the middle and his advice through his experience and things like that. So he, is, he was definitely still a massively valuable um member of that squad even though he wasn't playing as a, as a frontline player. Yeah, I'm pleased you brought that up because he's a very selfless man. He's made amazing sacrifices over his whole career for, for New Zealand and um, and I just know that in a, in a team environment he'd be so valuable even if he's not playing. But now he's not playing, well he's not contracted and, and I know the door won't be closed on him for the next ODI World Cup which is great. But yeah. it's, the changing face of cricket Brian is we've seen Trent Bolt opt out, Jimmy Neesham Colin de Gronholm, now Martin Gupdal, before them Mitch McLennigan, Colin Munro. Is this going to become, I hate to say it, the new normal? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's a ch- it's definitely a changing face of cricket, isn't it? And I think it's pretty natural when you've got some really good players who, I don't want to say they are at the end of their careers, but they're, they're towards the back end of their careers. And, and there's just a lot more options for them out there than there ever was before. So when you you put those two things together, I think it's a natural um, evolution of what we're going through. Mm. But the key for us, I think, is to find those avenues and those ways through it where we almost try and create a win-win. Like like in these cases, it's it's only actually one player and Colin who's retired from international cricket. And yes, they won't play for us as much. And yes, we need to support and develop our contracted players as much as we can. But this gives the opportunity that we can use these players when it fits for them and when it fits for us and we haven't lost them completely. So I, I think it's a natural evolution, but I do feel like we've been pretty pragmatic around our, our ways forward around doing this where we can try and create the biggest win-win as we can. 
Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And I see the challenges in front of you because um, I'm, I'm imagining that if some sort of consortium or something said, look, we like the look of this Finn Allen guy who's early 20s and just chuck money at him, um, we're seeing it, and you'll be right across this, some very young rugby players are now going offshore um, to Japan. The dollar's stronger, the lifestyle's better. Um, it, and in cricket, it used to be country first, and then if you could go and play in one of these leagues, you would. Now, and you're, you guys at New Zealand Cricket are sort of being forced into, if a player comes to you and say, hey, I want to go and play the Caribbean and the Pakistan or the Sri Lanka and the IPL and the Big Bash, I still want to play for you, though, if, if you'll have me. You're sort of forced into uh, going the way the player wants. Um. No, not completely. Uh, I mean, there's definitely those pressures. We can't hide behind that. And I'm, I'm not saying there's not. And the dollar is always a big attraction to anybody. It kind of makes the world go around, doesn't mm, it? But, mm. and, but we can't compete with that, and we don't try to. Where we try and compete is, is one, around our environment and our support, because we feel we still look at um, the T20 franchise staff, and most players have to be performing still pretty well on the international stage to pick up the big bucks and things in the, in the T20 franchise cricket. But also just there is still a massive love for playing for your country, mm. and, and that's a draw of the T20 franchise cricket cannot compete with and it's it's still there and it will be there and then the environment we put around these guys in terms of loving the team and the, the medical environment and all sorts of things play a massive toll mm. in what these guys decisions are I've just had, a, I'll finish it off, Brian. I've, I've had a text message and it's quite strongly worded. I'll take the emotion out of it. But we've had quite a few in the past few days, which I'll, I'll paraphrase a bit about um, Martin Guptill, that one of the greatest bat, white ball batsmen New Zealand's produced, uh, one of the greatest servants and sacrifices for, for the team and for the country. Could he not have had a send-off game? Um, I know we've had the end of the series now, and I know it's probably not your call, but wouldn't it have been nice for him to stride out onto Eden Park or somewhere, just like Ross Taylor did, his family there, his supporters there, a packed house there, Martin Guptill hits a six onto the roof, what a way to finish. Um, is, is there room for sentiment still in top-level sport? Because I feel like there is. Yeah, I, I think there's room for it, but I don't think it can dominate. I, I think... I mean, at the end of the day, our main priority is around the team. And yes, I think we're, you, can, you can add sentiment around the team where it fits and, and so forth. But for Martin, he's not retiring. Mm. And I think that's the big, the big piece here to go. It's not a Ross Taylor situation where he's, he's going, I'm retiring from international cricket. He still wants to um, play for the Black Caps and play in that ODI World Cup and so forth. So sitting back and giving a, a swan song or something like that, I, I don't think lines up here because that's, that's not the end of his career if we gave him another game or mm. something like that. So the big key for us is he still wants to be at that one-day World Cup. He still wants to play for us, and he's still motivated to, um, to play for New Zealand. And I think that's a key bit around this, this decision that we've made from both parties to release him because because that motivation is still hugely there for him. Yeah, that's the last point I wanted to say. You know him as well as anyone in the performance uh, arena. Um, he's a competitive man. He will not be disappointed. He will be motivated, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's not your question, but I want to point this out. It's, and you said it before, Martin's character's great. 
he is such a competitor and, and a fighter, and he wants to. He wants to play competitive cricket. He loves playing for his country. This is just the circumstances of where we are, and that's why we have worked so hard to create this win-win. And, and he will fight. He will do everything he can to try and um, get back into this team. And and we congratulate him on on that. And and for us, if he does, it's a great thing. Yeah, he'll make it. I reckon he'll make it. He'll force his way back. Would love it. Would love it. Go out there and dominate and force his way back in and deserve the spot. That's that's only a, a win for everyone. Yeah, cool. Hey, Brian, thanks for uh, jumping on at short notice. Really appreciate it. No problem. There he is, Brian Stronach. Um, good to hear that side of it. New Zealand Cricket High Performance Manager there. Um, the, the point at the very end that he made there, um, he hasn't retired. He's requested the release and they've granted it. <sighs> The sentiment thing, uh, the text messages that came in, we've had a few about him. He deserves a send-off. So I've sort of changed my tune a little bit because the Ross Taylor one doesn't line up because Ross said, I'm retiring from all international cricket and got it. Um, I wouldn't mind betting we'll see Martin Guptill back in the Black Caps strip. Do remember, Black Caps have some games scheduled when the IPL is on and we'll have a few New Zealand players involved in the IPL. Could force his way back in there. If he goes gangbusters, they have to pick him in the ODI World Cup. Anyway, your reaction to that chat with Brian Schronick. Love to hear your take on the Martin Guptill thing. 0800 150 11. We'll start midday madness. Give us your calls. Give us your thoughts straight after the break. 0800 150 is our number. Give us a call on this uh, chat we've just had with Brian Schronick. We talked to Zaid out of Auckland. G'day, Zaid. Um, I feel a bit frustrated, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just don't feel like he's been that well respected. He's he's given so much up for the for the Black Caps team, and now he's just kind of just getting shafted, kicked out the team for Fennell and and to be and actually to be um and to be honest with you, I actually don't think Fennell has been playing that good anyway. No, I wrote Other out all his. To... I wrote. I went through all of his stats, and um, I'm not I'm not bagging Fennell, but he's not there. He's not there yeah. yet. And I think it's. I've, I've, I think it's still. I still don't think Martin Guptill's ready yet to to leave the Black Caps. But I don't. If he doesn't get another go again, I just I just feel like he's been a bit shafted. It kind of seems not being mean. It kind of seems like it's smelling similar to the to the Ross Taylor treatment, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, if you think about, I don't know when the contracting was done. Um, six months ago, eight months ago, something like that, and he was given a contract. And it's come quite quickly, and he hasn't had the opportunity to don the black cap and show that he's still got it. Rare chances, and yeah. that that saying of form and class, temporary and permanent, um, rings true for Martin Gummer. I just think he's a wonderful man off the field, a wonderful servant, and the sacrifices he's made, and he, he, just keeps he's turning probably up. up there. One of my probably up there with one of my favourite cricket players, and everyone still remembers that two hundred and thirty-seven against West Indies. He just never. It, He's just he's just one of the ever cleanest ever hitting players. Watching him at Eden Park, always hitting it straight to that mobile. He just I don't know. He's just one of the best ever clean strikers for the Black Caps. Mm, yeah. like you just can't get a better white ball player than him. And if he goes out this way, it just doesn't. I don't know. It feels like it just doesn't feel the right way for him to go out. He's not. He doesn't. He's not injured or anything. It's just weird. I don't know. Mm. And I hope if he does go overseas, I, I hope he gets a truckload of money. I'd love to see him in the big bash. Every tournament is as much money as he can get. So right, and I reckon if the Black Caps pick him again, he should just say no. I don't, I don't want to play for you guys. Mm. I reckon he should just be that way because I reckon he's been shafted. I don't, I don't, I don't reckon it's fair at all the way he's getting treated. 
Yeah, so a lot of people don't. He's, he's given everything his whole career out for the Black Caps, and now they're kind of mistreating him just because his Finn Allens came around. Yeah. And he's not even getting picked for the one-day team either. So I, I, don't, I don't know what he's done wrong. He's, he's been one of the best players for the Black Caps ever in white ball cricket. Yep. So I just just doesn't sound right to me. And I, I think I think not, not being mean, but I think I reckon the um I reckon Gary Stead needs to go. Yeah, there's a lot of things, a lot of discussion. But I hear disappointments, aid, and I hear it all around the country yeah. as well. Thanks for calling, buddy. All good. Cheers, mate. Um, text message here. Staff really poor form regarding the Guptal thing. He has been one of our greatest batsmen over the last 10 years. He deserves and earned a send-off just like Ross Taylor got. How New Zealand cricket let it get to this stage is a joke. If they didn't have Guptal in their future plans, that's fine. Let Guptal know and give him a send-off and then let him go. The way they have handled this is very poor and the guy deserves a lot more respect. Uh, we've got another call, but just quickly before that, um, where is it? Wow. This is a text. No name, but wow. No wonder we are in the position we are in. The high-performance manager sounded incredibly delusional about the current situation of New Zealand cricket and that is frightening. Straight from the text machine. We go to the calls. We talk to Scott. G'day, Scott. Afternoon, Steffi. How are you going? Good, thanks, Scott. Um, it's, a, it's a strange one, isn't it? As I think you just said before. I mean, he was only offered a contract not that long ago. Mm. And, you know, if, if, if you're going to get rid of him, you're not going to make that as a split decision. Uh, sorry, a quick, um, quick decision. It's going to be something that you've been thinking about for a little while. So... I mean, it's it's unusual that they would have offered him a contract at the time, and and I mean the unfortunate thing for for Finn Allen is he he he's the future. He's he's going to be a brilliant player, but the pressure that's been put on him now is basically you're the future. You've got to do this, and if he keeps going down the path he's going, I mean, give it a couple of years and he won't be there because it, it'll be the mental side will will kill him in the game. Mm. Um, it would have just. Would it, I was just going to say, it would have been good, I, I think, after he had that brilliant innings against Australia, which was brilliant. But apart from that, he has struggled. And I think it would have been a good time to maybe, just even for the T20 series, just pull him out of this one. Um, just take him out of the spotlight for a little while. And, and even Guppy, or if it you know, was someone else, just put them in there just to get him away from the spotlight for a little while. Yeah, I agree. He's the future. He's not the now. He is not the now. He has the odd good good dig. And uh, as I mentioned to Brian, since his century against Scotland, he's had 15 innings and averaged 17. Um, he hasn't had a 50 for his last nine innings. And in those nine innings, he's averaged 15. He, the pressure on this young man, and I'm not bagging this guy because I think he, he is a talent, but you're right, this could absolutely screw him um, with the pressure of the opening opening mantle which is such even more important in T20 and to just chuck it all on him um, I'm sure they'll have support around him but surely the best support is Martin Guptill to have around him um, rooming with him and, and helping him out I, I feel like there's a trick being missed but I'm not in the working cogs of New Zealand cricket um, I'm not a selector I've never played the game at a high level but everybody seems to be saying it, it just does it feels a bit icky exactly yeah you know it's it's just, it's like it hasn't been well thought through. But I mean, saying that, I mean, I, I, I do agree. It's it's probably time to look, even in the white ball side of things, for a new coach. I, I think yeah. we need fresh ideas in the team. And, you know, we need someone that's not going to be afraid to, to change something. And if it doesn't go right, right, we'll try this next time. We'll try this. 
um, but you can't keep doing the same thing and, and hoping that things will improve. And I mean, a perfect example is, is Jimmy Nisham. I mean, you know, he's he's been great a couple of years ago, but he's not bowling. He, he's not scoring any runs, but he still gets in the team. I know. And it's like, you know, it's nothing against him. He, he's struggling. We need to try something else, but mm. we just won't. And never forget the value of a fantastic fielder in white ball cricket. And Martin Guptill saves 20 runs a game. Um, he is exactly. he is our best fielder as well. It's a very important component. Uh, Scott, really appreciate the call. Thank you. Cheers, Steph. Have a good afternoon. Cheers, bud. There is Scott. We'll take some new sport and weather. Really keen on your input. 0800-150-811. Um, bit of talk about the coaches there too. Is it time to get a white ball coach that's a little bit more innovative? White ball coach and possibly captain as well. God, England did it with Brenna McCullum. England might be doing it in their rugby with Scott Robertson. Are we just a little bit too stale here? Let's be innovative. Let's take a couple of risks or um, calculated risks. Let's move with the times. All the other teams have got different coaches and captains for white ball and red ball. Why aren't we? Do we not have the resources? I don't know the answers. 0800 150 Take your calls after new sport and weather. Welcome back in. Uh, One text here just says he doesn't want to retire staff. It's simple. Yeah, I just wonder how much of it was Martin saying, let me go. Don't really know. Um, just such a great man. We go to Joey. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, mate. You know, like, as far as I know, Nisham hasn't got a, a contract with New Zealand, New Zealand cricket. Mm. And that's true, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So, so what, are we, what are we pursuing with him in the Black Caps? You've got, you got Martin Guptill, who... Who, at the, when we played India in this, this series, Kohli and them didn't come along. So this is the perfect example to put Guptill stay at number four, four or five, and see how he goes there, because he's a better batsman by mile than than Nisham. Mm. And these all rounders, I think, we're getting carried away with having too many all rounders. You know, we're going, oh, we need all rounders for the T20. We don't. You need batsmen. You know, um, uh, um, Williamson. Williamson's going in there. One of your colleagues said this morning, he's dead right. Williamson's going in there going, I've got to get a run of ball and score about 40 or, or 30 or whatever. Um, because if I don't, the guys behind me are not scoring the runs. And then all of a sudden, we're, we're 75 for six instead of being, you know, instead of being 75 for three. Now, you know, I think Williamson's been a little bit hard done by here because because he's, he's looking and probably going, well, these guys aren't performing behind me. There's more to it than just him scoring a run of ball. You know, I think T20, people are getting carried away where you've got to score more than a run of ball. If he scores a run of ball and gets 40, I mean, you take Williamson's scores out of that T20 World Cup and you, then, you, then you take our other scores and look where we, we, we are. We'd be in a worse situation without a doubt, Staff. Mm. No two ways about it. Guptill could easily go in it after Williamson. If, if Williamson goes out for, for 10 or whatever, Guptill could go. A guy that can score 20 or 30 or 15 balls. No worries. You know, that's why Colin uh, Munro moved on. You know, Colin Munro wasn't getting a go. If he's going, and, and the, the coach has, has, has got to be a little bit accountable for it. I mean, if we can see it, why can't they? That's what I'd say. What do you think? 
I think we're very conservative. There's a lot of parallels between New Zealand rugby and New Zealand cricket at the moment. It's almost like too scared to pull the trigger. The only trigger they've pulled is Finn Allen, and I would suggest it hasn't worked. I think he is a player for the future. I don't think he's a player for now. I'm astounded Martin Guptill didn't get a go. There's just so much class and ability in that man that they couldn't chuck him out in one of the games in T20. He, He takes two minutes to find form and then you got a match winner um, but didn't get an opportunity I just think it's a horrible way if he's finished to finish I'm not suggesting he has because he will fight like Billio to get back into that Black Caps team it's yeah the, where's the youngsters why are they holding on to Jimmy Neesham why Is, it must be because the talent isn't coming up from beneath because I surely yeah, if there was a 23 or 24 year old who could could bat and bowl. Oh, Michael Bracewell, hello. Why aren't they playing him? You know, it's why is there a reluctance? Yeah, well, exactly, Steph. You know, what I can't work out too is guys like Guptill can nurture these guys and not a problem, you know, coming through mm. and give them his experience as well. And and you did right. Um, our fielding in the last four, four um, um, T20s has been below par. Now, nice. Martin Guptill does not drop catches, and he's got one of the best arms in the game. And he's one of, as you did right when you said before, he's one of our best fielders. Now, we've dropped some poor catches. In the, I'm not, you know, okay, I know guys don't, don't catch 100 out of 100, but tell you what, Martin Crow, uh, Martin, sorry, Martin um, Guptill would, would, would drop maybe one, one out of 100, if that. And the, other th- and the other thing with a blinding catch from Guptill or a run out or stopping a boundary, that lifts the team and will help them to stop boundaries and take catches as well. The flow-on effect of having him in the field. Um, for a long time I've thought the, the importance of amazing fielding um, from Martin Guptill in particular, it, it's a huge plus in this cap. And uh, certainly there's room for him. We've been stagnant. We've been quite stale. Apart from Your weather perform- mainly fine. Rain arriving apart- late. Ooh. Apart from that performance from um, New Zealand against Australia in Game 1, we just haven't seen any fireworks and T20's fireworks. Well, well, just quickly, the last thing I want to say, Beth, is is Nisham, they said we'll play Nisham as an all-rounder. He never bowled bowled a ball in the World Cup. Oh, no. So, so, hang on a minute, you're you're standing standing saying, oh, we've got to play him as an all-rounder, and Williamson. And so I come along and go, well, but, but he hasn't bowled a ball. Mm. So what's the point of playing him? You play Guptill who can score you 50 or 60 runs off 20 balls. Mm. No brainer. Mm. But anyway, Steph, you have a good day and go the mighty Manawa too. Up the Manawa too, Joey. Good on you, boy. <laughs> good on you, boy. Um, interestingly, uh, we're doing the show um, 12 to 4 from Palmerston North, from Fitzherbert Park on Friday. There's a slog sweep match uh, marking Ross Taylor's career. He will be playing. He will be there. He will be on the show as long as um, others such as Jamie Howe, Matthew Sinclair is there. Ruben Love from the Hurricanes is there. Andre Taylor, the former Hurricane. Um, who else is there? Uh, there was someone else of note, uh, just name escapes me, just been thrown. Um, Adam Milne is playing as well. Um, which one do we take, uh, Sammy? Straight in, Simon Dool. Dooley, welcome. Hello, Steph. How are you, mate? I'm all right, buddy. <laughs> wow. Uh, where do we start, mate? Where do we start? <laughs> Look, 
the guptal thing is an interesting one, isn't it? It's, it's really, look, it's a hard one to see. It's a hard one to take, I guess, when you're a Martin Guptal fan and, and what he's done over the many, many years. I will say one thing. The problem New Zealand cricket have got is that Kane Williamson is basically keeping Martin Guptal out of the team. They cannot have Conway, Guptal, Williamson at one, two and three. So if Kane continues to play T20 cricket, Martin Guptal can't. Right. Unfortunately, both those guys have failed to probably just failed to pull the trigger early enough. So that I can understand why they went for Finn Allen. I don't think Finn Allen is the real deal at all. I think he's, he's, he's a long way off it. And I think the numbers that you've read out prove that. And his 100 was against Scotland. Yeah. So, you know, you take that for whatever you, you read into it. But the, the problem is New Zealand cannot have Conway, Gatzel and Williamson all of power play. And that is the biggest issue you have got and why they tried Finn Allen and why they have sort of gone away from the Martin Guptill theory. At times in the last, probably, when he's had his opportunities, Guppy has just been a little bit slower to start than we would want mm. and that the team would want. So therefore that lumps a bit more pressure on one, two and three. So the easy solution if Guptill wants to play is that Williamson doesn't play. And when you look at their comparative records, Guptill's is by far and away better anyway in T20 cricket. So there's your, there's your solution. And you bat Bracewell at three, Phillips at four, and you continue with power. And we've, we've kind of missed the, we've missed the boat. We're, we're probably two years behind where most of the rest of the world are looking at T20 cricket now. Mm. We're still trying to play a relatively conservative game. And, and, and that's, you know, that's where... And I listen to Brian Stronach, and, and I'm thinking, well, high performance is kind of... There's a lot of parts to high performance. I get that. But we're thinking future-proofing. We're thinking who's coming through. You know, what players are, are we nurturing in the last two, three, four years that are going to go on to be better, you know, be New Zealand players, help this team improve? We haven't done any of that under Gary Stead. And, uh, so there hasn't been any future planning. Uh, where are our next batters? Where are our next bowlers? When I mean, if, if Tim Salvey decided to up and leave, and he would be well within his rights. We are absolutely stuffed. Mm. I agree. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of parts to play in it. It's, it's not easy, and I get that. Um, and, and I've look, the one thing you can't do in New Zealand, and, and I've done it, I'm probably the only one that has done it, is, is criticise Kane Williamson. Mm. You're just not allowed to. He is still going to be New Zealand's greatest ever batsman. I have no doubt about it. I've always said the same thing but I don't think he can captain and play all three formats and be our best player. Mm. And I've said that for the last couple of years, and people will talk about... Uh, they'll talk about the innings he's played, and, and there has been some unbelievable... The innings against Australia in that um, final last year was incredible, but it wasn't a match-winning innings. Uh, you know, so you look at... You break those innings down and tell me when he's playing absolute, genuine match-winning innings where he's scoring at 160, 170 strike rate, and I'll, I'll take everything back. Mm. But at, at the moment, he's just not doing that. Have we got in Gary Stead and Kane Williamson, two good blokes, I like them both, but have we, are they guys being asked to do a job they can't do? Well, Gary Stead is, absolutely. Um, he's not, I don't think he should be white ball coach, and I think it's time to move on. Um, I think we need a complete reset uh, in white ball cricket. We need, we need some fresh ideas, and that's not, saying that Gary said hasn't done a decent job because I think he has. I mean, you look at our white ball results, I, I, I think going into tournaments, we'd probably take them. You know, we, we'd more than take them. World Cup finals, World T20 finals, 
all of these things that we've done, we, we take those results. So I'm not saying he's done a terrible job. Mm. It's just the simple fact that I think we need a reset around our, our one-day um, one team and our T20 team. And that means uh, new coaches and, and, and just a fresh, a fresh outlook. Mm. Appreciate it, Dolly. Thanks for coming on today. Wisdom as always, my friend. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Simon Dog there. Uh, salient points. Quick break. We'll be back. Welcome back in. Uh, a few more text messages have come in. Uh, good to have Simon Dog on. Um, Staffy, as you say, Guppy hasn't retired, but also he's one of our best short-form players ever. But the difference between, between him and Ross Taylor, other than announcing retirement, is that Roscoe was a great in both formats that matter. He even played 100 plus T20. So Guppy is a short form great of ours, but Roscoe goes down as top three all time across any format. He was also a former captain. So while I do agree, I think the Roscoe thing will only see again for Kane or Tim. Cheers from Chris. Yeah, salient points, Chris. Um, Guptal T20 average for 2022 is 23.2. It's not like we are losing much and shouldn't we be blooding new players in the series where it doesn't matter and at home. That last point, Yes, new players or Guptal or we're just going same same, and I'd like to see a little bit of innovation. I think I think the people out there would as well. Um, we've got to look after Kane. This is from Rory, not a joke from Rory. It's a text from Rory. We've got to look after Kane, don't we? He's the same age as Martin Crow when he retired because of injury. It's a no-brainer for him to give up 2020, especially with his dodgy elbow. The the, the problem is if you give up 2020 you're probably giving up uh, without any statistical proof. I would estimate 60% of your income because if you give up 2020 and that includes IPL, I don't know what percentage income a New Zealand cricketer is allocated as being earned from the IPL, but it would be massive. You know, these guys getting over a million bucks. Wasn't Kane, didn't I read the other day, it was 2.2, his last contract. That's... That's more than 60% of his income. That'll be a huge whack. So while it would be good for his body and good for New Zealand cricket, it's probably not good for his future. So a real dilemma there for players to give up T20 when it's the fat part of their income, but it's the way cricket's going. So for the sake of earning potential, do you give up test cricket in one day just to be T20? Colin Munro, Mitch McKeegan, Colin de Grandhome, um, probably Trent Bolt now. Interesting times. We'll have a quick break. We'll get to Craig... If he holds on, after the break. Back to the phones before the news. Talk to Craig. G'day, Craig. G'day, Steph. How you doing? Good, thanks, Craig. Good. Oh, I've got so many opinions about cricket. Um, I'm trying to articulate them um, properly. Start with Jimmy Neesham. There's been a bit of criticism and, and, and probably warranted. Um, in defence, anyone batting in that World Cup after Kane was put under pressure because Kane was so slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you get guys coming in, having to try to up the run rate uh, and getting out. So yeah, absolutely, Jimmy had a had a had a poor uh, World Cup. But as I said, batting after Kane, he's kind of put in that position really. Um, so you got to you got to look at it. I guess you know um, sort of both sides of it. I feel um, Guptill, uh Again, no one's forever uh, in sport, and at some stage it comes to an end. Um, Guptill had it would have, you know, prior to the 2020 World Cup, I was, I was saying it's time to give someone else a go because Guptill would have a couple of good innings that he'd live off for a long period of time, um, and and sort of living on history really. Uh, as it turns out, in the in the World Cup, when Finn had the one good innings and 
and then didn't. Towards the end of those round robin games, I 100% would have hooked up to him, and I definitely would have put him in against India. Having sat him down for a, for a little bit, he, he possibly would have realised that, that his time was coming to an end. Um, so that's sort of my opinion on Gupta. You know, hey, Craig, do you want to? Ha- we we but... we have to escape to the news. I'm happy for you to hold on just for a couple of minutes, and we'll get you back on after the news. Good on you, Craig. After the news, and that's where we're going now. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.